Hi there, and welcome to the ninth episode of Beyond the Payment, a podcast in which we'll dive into the world of Affinipay's integrated partner ecosystem and get to know the people behind the tech companies. From understanding tech features to knowing someone's favorite TV show, our hope is that you get a taste of everything that happens beyond the payment. My name is Meg Swanson. Welcome to episode nine, where I sit down and chat with Murray Hittery from eBility, the company behind the LawAbility product and their LawPay partner. Hi, everyone, and thank you for joining the Beyond the Payment podcast. Today, I am so excited to talk with Murray Hittery from eBility, which is the parent company of LawAbility. And Murray is one of the co-founders of eBility, and we're going to dive in over the next 15 or 20 minutes and get to know Murray and eBility and LawAbility a little better. So welcome to our podcast, Murray. Thank you, Meg. Great to be here. Excited to jump in. Great. And for our listeners that are not familiar with your background, you are genuinely what is called a renaissance man. So going from being an award-winning photographer, a pianist, composer, early early in your career, or maybe even pre-career, you were a teacher. And each of these on their own are literal professions that people have, but, uh, but you just do them all. And then on top of that, you have a whole other profession, which we'll talk about today, which is that you founded and have led multiple companies to success. So I would love to, to rewind and get to know a little bit of what drove you to to get to the point that you're at today, because I know team members and everyone listening are going to be really excited to hear your background and how you balance to have a little bit of motivation for themselves. So I'd love for us to, to roll the clock all the way back and, and start off with um, talking about growing up in Brooklyn. And are there any childhood stories that um, would have given your family a hint as to who you'd grow up to be or the, the direction that your career would take? Yeah, so uh, it, it's a good timing for that question because I, I just got back to Brooklyn um, after 14 months uh, dealing with, you know, we're all, we're recording this kind of hopefully at the tail end of this pandemic. And uh, I haven't been back to Brooklyn where my parents are for 14 months, the same house I grew up in. And I just uh, arrived yesterday to surprise my mother for Mother's Day. So, oh. um, <laughs> so it's, uh, it's, it's, you know, bringing back lots of memories. And, and of course, um, you know, when we look back at our lives, any of us, you know, in hindsight, we can kind of make sense of the thread of the choices we've made. Um, I, I think that, but that's looking back, right? And I think looking forward from when I was a little kid, uh, for me, it was all about kind of, I was driven by curiosity and creativity. Um, it wasn't so much that I wanted to be a certain thing, but I was just drawn to so many things. Um, I started playing music when I was about five or six years old. Uh, the piano was my main instrument. And by the time I got to high school, I knew I knew I had my own thing to say with music. And music really was, um, it was my preferred language, even over English, even over spoken language. It was something that I just felt very comfortable in. It allowed me to express myself in ways that words just, I think they were just more difficult for me as a young, as a young person, especially as I became a young teenager and just dealing with the stuff of life we all deal with. And uh, I knew I wanted to be a composer because it allowed me to not just play the music of other great composers, but really kind of say my own thing, share my own voice uh, through this incredible multidimensional language of music. 
And that's what I ended up studying formally in university in New York was to be a classical composer. Um, now on the heels of that, I was like, okay, so I graduate and I'm like, how am I going to make a proper living, you know, <laughs> with, with classical music? Um, I, I'd spoken to a lot of other, uh, you know, people with my kind of degree as composers and they would go into writing jingles or, you know, commercials for TV music for that. And, and, and they just never had time in with their deadlines and busy schedules to write, you know, their symphony to write their, you know, work of art for their expression. It was writing music for others. And I felt like that would be just kind of a, a form of, you know, tortured away. And so I said, I wanted to find some other way to earn a living and support my, my music and, uh, and technology just drew me. It was the, you know, kind of early to mid nineties. And my older brother was actually a, really into computers and he saw one of the first glimpses of this thing, you know, we now take for granted, but at the time, you know, the internet was not known at all. <laughs> and, you know, you'd, you'd, you'd say the word internet and people would be like, wait, what is the internet again? Right. I mean, you can't even imagine that now, but that's the way it was. And so the two of us started to put our heads together and it wasn't even clear that the internet was going to become this commercially successful thing. Believe it or not, there were so many people who were skeptical that, the internet would really take off as a mainstream way to communicate and and transact. Um, but we were just so drawn to it because of the possibilities of the technology. And I think that's kind of a, a common theme in, in all the choices that I've made is that I'm just drawn to it and, and to the possibilities of it. I wasn't a tech person. Um, I was a, a composer. I was a musician. I was an artist. Uh, but it, to me, the common denominator is possibility to create something new that hasn't been done before. And that's what really drove me. And so we started our first company and uh, you know, now with the ability um, probably, I think now four companies later, um, you know, building different, different um, expressions of technology that ultimately all do the same thing, which is connect people and allow them to do something more efficiently so that at the end of the day, they have, a better life for themselves to do what they really want to do. Yeah. And that, that curiosity, you know, goes, shows throughout your whole career of just continually being inquisitive and launching new companies. And I do remember back when, goodness, I was marketing companies and I don't know if as you were forming companies, we had the whole debate on, well, do we make .com part of the name? Of and course. Dot right. com on the building outside. Cause <laughs> right. how does anybody know how to find and where to go on the internet for, uh, for these these companies. That's right. Yeah. We, we got around that because uh, we actually titled our first company Earthweb. So we had the name web in the name, right? <laughs> and we wanted it to be global. So like Earthweb. Oh, okay, great. So, you know, we had that, but, um, you know, but certainly um, it was very new for everybody. And it really was about how do we you know, communicate possibility. The first meetings I would have would be sitting in boardrooms with the biggest, uh, you know, executives from advertising agencies and different corporations. And, you know, it was explaining what the internet was. <laughs> and it was less about the technical underpinnings of it and more about possibility. What does this mean for you? What is the, what is the opportunity for you and your clients, right? That's what that's what the that's where the excitement was. It wasn't about the particular protocols, right? Of you know, internet protocols and communication protocols. No, it was about like what does this mean 
for us individually and collectively for our businesses, for our clients, for our customers, right? What does this enable? Um, and, you know, when you kind of cut to today with eBility, the reason why I was so excited about starting this company uh, with my with my co-founder was because it enabled something new. What were people doing before um, eBility? And I should just, you know, of course, for the for the listeners, I should just quickly say that what eBility does and LawAbility is one of our offerings. It enables uh, our firms, our customers to track time to manage their time more efficiently. So many of our businesses, right, whether it's a small business, medium business, large business, right, we have to track time of our staff, our colleagues, our employees, our team members, um, and we have to get approvals for that. We have to manage that. It's just part of doing business. It's not the sexiest part of doing business, but it is a key part of doing our business and managing our business. And so how can we do it more efficiently, effectively, and with as much kind of delight as possible for something like you know, tracking time, invoicing time. And so we took that from the world of uh, literally paper, spreadsheets, right? That's what people were using before or off the shelf software you had to install on one computer. And then, you know, it was just bottlenecks everywhere, inefficiencies everywhere. You know, we found that in the research, it shows that especially for law firms, between 10 and 30% of the hours worked by staff go unlogged, untracked. Mm -hmm. That is money slipping through your fingers, slipping out of the company. And so if we can come to the table and say, we're gonna help you do this more efficiently to capture those hours, right? Through mobile, through desktop, through wherever you are, you're in court, you're at your desk, you're at home, you're working remotely. You could be sitting in a cafe. I don't care where you are. We want to capture that hour, that that time, so that you can track it, channel it into payroll, or invoice it out to the customer and collect right that invoice. So that ultimately is not just making your business more successful if you're a small business owner or a large business owner, but Meg, what it also does, and this is what really excited me, was that it gave you, the business owner, time back in your life, right? Because you're not chasing, you're not running around, you know, trying to uh, herd, you know, cats, you know, getting your time uh, sheets submitted and approved, right? You now have, that's, that's being done automatically for you. Now you've got more time. Okay, if you want to spend more time in your company selling and producing product, great. But what if you want to spend more time with your family, right? More time, you know, on personal projects, more time traveling, whatever it is. We're giving you time back in your pocket. And that to me is, is a wonderful thing because that leads to quality of life. Exactly. And I'd love to hear just any, any stories or examples that you have from customers. Cause I think you in particular have this innate ability to do probably more in 24 hours than most people because mm. you know, running a business, multiple businesses, uh, having um, some very significant uh, um organizations and projects that you're running that really are all focused on how do you make every hour of every day work for you, right? And for law firms, as you mentioned, 
how do we get them you know from post-it notes and and from remembering oh that's right it didn't, didn't fill that time because their time is money and yeah. i think sometimes they're a little reticent or, or embarrassed to ask for it because they think oh wait that that was, i only spent a couple minutes here and there but it it absolutely adds up so what are some of the things that you hear from law mm-hmm. firms and lawyers on how they're able to to repurpose that time and and to either pour into themselves personally or, or back into their firm well, I'd say I'd say top of mind comes, uh, you know, in the last 14 months with the pandemic, you know, affecting, right, you know, working remotely, of course, and and our work habits. Um, it's been critical to have a tool like this because uh, you, it's no longer like, oh, you can just, you know, kind of reach over to the cubicle or the desk next to you or the office next to you and be like, hey, can you just, you know, submit your time or whatever it is? No, it's it's now it's all being done remotely. So we need more efficient tools to manage that. So I'm hearing from firms that this has really been very effective at helping manage a staff, a team remotely, right? There's a lot of challenges, of course, that come with managing a team remotely. Um, and one of them is, of course, all this administrative stuff. But because it's done on a, a simple mobile app or on your desktop, right, it can be done anywhere and submitted. Now, the other key thing, Meg, is it's not just submitting the time because, you know, you can have, you know, dozens or hundreds of staff members submitting time. But it has to be approved. You've got to put it through an approval process as well, right? So our system is really ideal for teams as well as individuals. So the time entry comes in, uh, the timesheet comes in, it goes to the appropriate manager for approval. And and these are just kind of steps in the workflow along the way so that once it gets final approval, it then automatically syncs with the payroll system, maybe using ADP, maybe using Gusto, whatever whatever it is, or it syncs with your accounting software, right? Like might be a QuickBooks or Zero or something like that. Um, and of course, your invoicing system, and then of course, it integrates and and is and and gets approved automatically and connects, for instance, with LawPay, right? So that you're now your invoices go out and your customer pays you. All that's done on an automated basis. And it's done very efficiently. So I'm hearing from customers that that especially during remote working, it's been an invaluable tool. And I, I will tell you, I mean, I've been, you know, pre-COVID, I've been to um, the offices of many of our customers uh, and I've seen their workflow. I've seen the yellow legal pads where they keep track of time. I mean, it's nuts. Nice. Um, but that's But that's the way it's been done. And that's the way many people still do it. Now, I think because of the pandemic, so many people who maybe have resisted uh, shifting to the cloud, maybe have resisted technology uh, for whatever reason, uh, have become more open to it, realizing that, you know, maybe it's not so scary, right? Um, And a simple device like an iPad, like your iPhone, um, can be the interface. It doesn't have to be a very complicated program. A simple app can do it. And we're seeing that happen more and more now across the board. Um, You know, law firms, we have, uh, I mean, literally thousands and thousands of lawyers who use our software, our system. Um, And and I'll tell you, they're typically um, the the least technically savvy. um, But once they get it, they're so elated because they realize actually how easy it was all along, that that resistance wasn't even, you know, uh, justified in a way. Um, but, you know, we have, you know, well, ability is our legal product, but with eBility, we have, you know, firms that 
you know, from PR firms to architecture firms. We have, uh, uh, you know, from electricians and plumbers and all kinds of home service companies. Um, we have business consultants, IT consultants, you name it. We've got these firms as customers um, for remote workers as well as uh, in the field workers, right? You've got lots of companies that have uh, staff members. You have, you have uh, folks that are going out in trucks and doing on-site visits, um, so the mobile apps are key there. Uh, this can't be done, you know, with paper and spreadsheets and things like that. It's just, you know, and especially now with we have geo tracking, geo fencing. So now you can see where your team is at and use that to build efficiencies. Um, so all these tools are really, you know, uh, allowing companies to be much more um, facile, much more, uh, you know, uh, productive, uh, both in the field and and remotely. Yeah, and we we saw a similar thing with with the pandemic and everyone working remotely. There was definitely a surge in adopting technology that had been maybe put off a little bit. And so, for a for sure. typical firm on the legal side, what is the time to to get started and running? Because you mentioned that yeah. some people think, "Oh, this is going to be a huge lift or an increase, yeah. and we have to have this huge shift." What what? Uh, how do you see them getting surprised and, and how fast yeah. it is to really be up and running? Um, yeah, you could be up and running with ability or lawability literally in minutes. You can be entering your first client, your first matter, um, track your first hour, and send out your first invoice with a few clicks. Um, I've seen it done, uh, and and cu- customers are doing that. Um, we have a free trial period, so there is no risk to do that, which is great. And more importantly, we have a white glove concierge onboarding team. So I know it sounds super fancy, but I'll tell you that it is as fancy as it sounds. Okay. <laughs> like, <laughs> like they are just amazing. They are crack at what they do. And um, the moment you sign up for the trial, uh, they are on the phone or on chat or on email, however, whatever you prefer and walking you through step-by-step step, uh, through these wonderful onboarding wizards and, and templates, getting you uh, synced up so that you can have all your clients in there, all your matters, all your projects. You can have the billable rates. Everything is set up and you're off to the races. You enter your team members or you sync them over, by the way, from your payroll system. You know, what if you have ADP? What if you have a, a standard payroll system? You don't have to re-enter everyone. You don't have to put everybody in again, re-entering it manually. No, nope. one click and it syncs it up. It pulls in it. So it's a lot faster and easier than people think. And our support is five star. We have thousands upon thousands of five star reviews across many platforms. And, uh, and we're very proud of that. Uh, equally proud of our customer support and service and success team as we are uh, our product and our features. Yeah, we see the same thing here at LawPay because having that customer success team and the customer support team that is a live person on the phone because right. every minute matters. This is um, this is the right. available hours that we're talking about. Yeah, and, and twenty four hours a day, right, Meg? Exactly. It's twenty four seven. You can call us, text, you know, chat. It doesn't matter. We're there for you anytime because we know, like, there could be that time you got to send an invoice out, finish it mm-hmm. up, and and it's you know whatever. It's a it's a strange time where where you are. No problem. We'll support you with it. Yeah, and we're we're so happy to partner with 
with you all because we've you know we see the same thing in the fact that firms that are accepting um, digital billing and they're doing online payments they get a twenty percent increase year over year in just the sheer right. volume um, of payments they're getting re- that are getting received. So the more that they're starting to to connect the technology, I, we're starting to see a lot of realization of it's so easy to get started. You can capture your time. You can then get paid for it and take the awkwardness right. out of a billing cycle or having to call for collections because as soon as people receive a transaction or a link to pay online, they pay within you know 24 yeah. to 72 hours and you just get the ding that you, yeah. you just got paid and ding, you just <laughs> realized all of your um, all of your your time getting getting valuable and that you're getting you know paid for all of that time being spent. I think that's a that's a point to, to that's worth repeating because uh, it's so critical and it's why we are so excited about our partnership uh, with LawPay because I mean, the key is that yeah you 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 spend the time you send out the invoice okay but now you don't have your money yet right, right. Uh, so how are you going to collect that invoice right and by the way for law firms like we're not talking about Twenty bucks, a hundred bucks. Like right. we're talking about thousands of dollars, right, or tens of thousands of dollars in these invoices. So they're very material and very critical for the cash flow of your business. And so we want you to collect that as fast as possible. And we find that with this integration, right, with the credit card or other means through the integration, it happens faster. You're not chasing right? The open invoices, the unpaid invoices for 30, 60, 90 days, right? That is not, it's not just the money coming in, but it's the time spent to collect it. Yeah. Cause I think we're both passionate that we so desperately want their time freed up to That's either right. pour back into their law firm or, or, you know, have hobbies pursuing on the side, just where they don't have to chase bills. They don't have to chase, you know, tracking their billing time. There are right. just so many efficient ways to do it. Now, with, with things moving, with some law firms are going back to the office, some have just said, we're going to continue to work remotely forever. Mm-hmm. How do you see that um, that working with the, the lawability base moving forward? I don't know. I, I have one customer that, um, that he said, we're so remote that he picked up his family and went to Montana um, <laughs> for like... I think like six months and it's just been working <laughs> and just been working from the wilderness of Montana. I mean, that's, you know, that's kind of this strange silver lining of this pandemic is that it's opened people up to so many ways of living that they haven't considered before. And I don't think he's coming back, by the way. <laughs> like, I don't think he's coming back. So, you know, I think what's what we're going to see is probably a hybrid um, system for most companies already, you know, the Googles of the world, the Apples of the world, the Twitters of the world, they, they've told their staff, right, that you do not have to come back to the office for, I think, the next year or two, they're right. being fully flexible, right? So I think, I think we're going to find a lot of that, unless you have to be there for a certain type of function, um, I think there's going to continue to be flexibility, a hybrid system where maybe you come in once, twice a week, or whatever it might be to, to check in, strategize, and then go off and do your thing. I think that's what we're going to see. And, and we're going to see downsizings of offices across the board. Um, I'm not sure I'd want to be in the commercial real estate sector right now. We'll see where that goes, but that's a, that's for a separate conversation. Yeah. And I think we see that sector reinventing themselves too. It's just fascinating to me, the in-person experiences and then 
social distancing office spaces. There's a whole other yeah. you know, side of the coin where they're uh, they're expanding out because I think the regardless of there are so many things that that are trying to be figured out right now on in office versus remote. And the bottom line is the technology works in, in yeah. either. It's just another thing to uh, for law firms to take off their plates and not worry about because it's just going to run. Mm-hmm. And if you need to be remote, that's great. That's what these systems are designed for. If you're there in person, fantastic. You know, they were completely designed for that as well. Yeah. And, you know, we have a lot of law firms that have matters that are, you know, in front of the courts. And because of the pandemic, there's such a backlog across the country. This is not particular to any city. Across the country, courts have been closed for most matters. And so there's this huge backlog. So so that's where they have to spend their focus is how to get, you know, their matters pushed through and, uh, and, and settled or seen or, you know, adjudicated in however way they need to do it. They need, do not need to be worried about a lot of this back office administrative stuff. So let's take that off their hands so they can focus on you know, what's going to be a, a very intense time, I think, for law firms as these courts open back up and, and you know, deal with these matters. Yeah, exactly. We're seeing some courts, they're running hundreds of cases a day through. So there's no time for that, yeah. uh, that yellow um, paper and, and trying to That's tabulate right. it all right. at the end of the day in the parking yeah. lot. <laughs> Yeah. And I'd love to to close this off with um, a lot of I mean, law firms and, you know, if you look at solos or even large enterprises looking to scale, they are you know looking for guidance and entrepreneurs like yourself on how do you've been su- launching successful companies since you know 94. Right. And you often are speaking to audiences to coach them on, you know, here's how to get investment. Here's how to mm-hmm. scale. What question do you get most often from entrepreneurs and what what advice do you do you like to share on how to build successful, sustainable companies? Mm. I mean, look, there's there's um, there's different ways to build a company. And, you know, people have different appetites. Not everybody actually even wants to have um, a billion dollar company or something like that, believe it or not. A lot of people want a, a really manageable lifestyle company that, you know, can can stay and have be sustainable and profitable as um, a small medium business. Uh, so it's about knowing your personality, your profile when it comes to what kind of business do you ultimately want. Um, so I think that's the first step is understanding like what your actual desire is and then working backwards from that. Um, Cause I'll tell you it, it, it you know, and, and I've had the, the fortune to build a, a multi hundred million dollar company and look, it's a different level of pressure, stress, intensity, right. and, and, and uh, yeah, sure. Can you do it? Yes, of course. Anyone could do it if they set their mind to it. But ultimately ask the question, do you want to do that? Is that something that really you want in your life? Um, so getting really clear, getting flat footed on what you want in life, I think, is is the first step. How are you going to balance that with your family? How are you going to balance that with your other passions, with your travel? With you know, Because everything comes at a cost. And, and never forget that everything has a cost to it, right? There's a calculus to how, you know, we, we expend our energy and, and how we renew that energy. Um, you know, I look at my own life and I love creating. I just love it. And at the same time, um, I also want to express myself in different ways. So while, yes, I do run this company and I have an incredible team, incredible partner, incredible colleagues, um, I also make the time. Right. It's not like I try to find the time. No, I make the time for what is also important to me. Right. It's not either or. Yeah, the business is important to me. And you know what? My expression as a composer, as a musician is important to me. And I am going to make time for both. 
right? I'm not going to hope there's time for both. I'm not going to pray that I have time for both. I'm going to make the time for both, right? And so I do spend a lot of my time traveling. Well, not, you know, not during COVID usually, but uh, pre-COVID, but now I've been doing them virtually, but I do concerts and I share my work. And by the way, customers in cities all over the country have been to my concerts, (laughs) right? I don't bifurcate. I don't compartmentalize it, right? When I'm at a, when I'm at a conference, I'm at a, uh, you know, I've been to so many conferences uh, and, and customers will come over and, and, and we'll talk about music. I have business meetings with executives from a lot of our partners. And uh, I mean, I've had, uh, you know, executives from, you know, Intuit and QuickBooks and, uh, you know, all our different partners show up at my concerts and enjoy it. It gives us something fresh and new to connect on beyond just, okay, here's the deal we're doing, right? Right. Um, Because we're multidimensional, all of us are. We're human beings. We're not, you know, we're not just kind of machines doing a job, uh, running a company or whatever it might be. No, we're, we're, we're multifaceted and we're complex and we want to connect in these ways that that show other sides of us. Um, and, you know, the music for me is also a way of de-stressing, balancing my life, resetting, revitalizing, rejuvenating. And so I play the piano every day and any of those stresses that happen. And there are stresses when you run a business or just living gives you, you know, there are stresses. So if we don't get them out of us, they're going to eventually consume us from the inside. And so I use music uh, to, and I and my concerts are a way for people to kind of de-stress and feel that out of them, whether it's a, a difficult time personally, in business, whatever it might be. And then you can show up to work the next day, show up to your family the next day or that night feeling focused, balanced, fresh, right? And that's that allows you to be your best self. And that ultimately is going to translate into a better product, better feature, better service, better customer relations, better interactions, better relationship, better friendships, better family life, better everything. It just is going to going to level level it up. Yeah, and it definitely just creating that whole person. And you you said it where you're proactive with your time and with your schedule, and that's where you know, I think the whole work life balance the the notion is somehow it's going to balance out, and it doesn't. So you've got to mm-hmm. be always tell the team got to be brutal with your calendar because yeah. you have to really defend your time and make sure you're focusing yeah. on on what's going to drive you, yeah. your colleagues, your company, your your, your personal um, aspects the most. I mean, I literally to that point, Meg, I have blocks of time in my calendar that are my nothing time. I block out nothing time. There's nothing in there. There's no, I'm not meeting with anyone. I am not doing anything specific. It is to do nothing. I'm going to go for a walk. I'm going to sit on my couch. I'm going to do nothing. It's not even like I'm going to do something like, like I'm going to read this book. No, I'm not, I'm not doing anything because I need space. I want space for possibility. It's not going to come on its own. Why do people, Meg, have some of their best ideas while in the shower, right? That's a common thing, right? Or why do people have their best ideas maybe while driving? Because that's the only space they have in their day. That's the only alone time they have. That's tragic, but okay, if that's all they can do, great. But what if you have all this other space that opens up? Now you could become more creative. And you know what? It's that one idea that is going to come to you in one of those uh, moments of space on a walk or just reflecting that is going to transform your business. That's going to transform your relationship. That's where it's going to come from. 
It's not going to come from sitting in the boardroom and on a whiteboard. It most likely will not come from that. Right. And that's why we so desperately want to free up your time to have that nothing space with with law pay and liability. Oh, I like that. Well, well, yeah, here's what we want to give you. (laughs) We want to give you nothing. We want to give you nothing. I like that. Okay. We're changing the whole market in the company. Done. (laughs) What do you get with the ability? Nothing. (laughs) And you love it. (laughs) And you love it. Uh, I'd love to uh, to end us on our lightning round if you're if you're yeah. ready for this. So pop pop lightning round of questions. Okay, go for it. All right, I think the first one I don't know if you're going to be able to answer. So, who is your favorite composer? Pick one. Oh my god, that's an evil question. <laughs> okay, all right. Or or you can sub it in with your pop culture radio guilty pleasure to listen to. Okay. Well, I'll give, I'll give you both. My favorite composer I would have to say is, is Johann Sebastian Bach. Mm-hmm. He is the master. He's the father. He is, uh, he, 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 he is just the most brilliant and it's math meets music. It, it, he's just, he's, he's, he's the man. Uh, my guilty pleasure is like, you know, to me, music is like food. You know, there's stuff for nourishment and sustenance. And then there's always dessert. There's always room for dessert. Um, so, you know, listening to a, a, a fun Katy Perry song every now and then or a Billie Eilish song, it's just fun. It's dessert. It just makes me feel good. I love it. It's ridiculous. And it makes me smile. Yeah. Just such a pick me up. Okay. If you could have one superpower, what would it be? Uh, I mean, I just would have to, you just have, you just want to fly. You just, you would want to fly, but I would also want to caveat that flying to not just uh, within the atmosphere, but out in space as well. So without supporting breathing apparatus. So I'd want to be able to both fly within the atmosphere, but also out in space uh, without having like a, you know, any kind of like a you know, oxygen tank or something like that. Yeah, I don't know. You had Earthweb, Marsweb. I'm sure you uh, <laughs> right. make sure you've got that got that locked up. <laughs> what is the very best place you've ever traveled to where you tell everyone you have to go here? Well, here's what I would say to that. The best places I've traveled to, I wouldn't say you'd have to travel there because I want to keep it to myself. <laughs> <laughs> but okay, well, but where do you send everybody? Yeah, right, right. <laughs> where they're not in your in your space. Right. Maybe that maybe my decoy destination. So they all go there and I go somewhere else. No, I, I would say that the, the most one of the most magical places on Earth is Iceland. And here's the thing. I mean, I grew up in New York. It sounds like such an exotic, strange place, but it's five hours away. It's a five hour flight. It's yeah. nothing. And you get there. It's direct flight, obviously, because there's nowhere to land in the middle. So, you you know, you get there and it's just a, a, a fantastical landscape. You're on another planet. You're transported instantly. It's magical, accessible, and uh, I, I recommend everyone should go there at some point. Yeah, we can't wait for all the restrictions to open up. I think uh, everybody's going to unleash. <laughs> yeah. Out. All right. And second to last question: What is something in your office at work that people that maybe don't know you would not expect to see there? Well, what they wouldn't expect is that I don't have an office. <laughs> There's that. <laughs> I, no, I really, I really don't. I'm not even just saying that. I mean, my company has an office, but I do not have an office. I work fully remotely. I travel and I work wherever I am. Um, and I really live what I believe. And like, I don't mess around with that. You know, I'm massively efficient. Um, I mean, I book my own travel. I do a lot of my own administrative stuff. And, um, and it, it, it just creates more freedom and possibility in my life. Um, now at my piano, 
which is that's kind of my other office, you know, because I, I do. Say, I'm sure wherever you go, yeah, you can't be far yeah, away from right, piano. Yeah, no, I, I do have to sit at my piano, but I will tell you that on, that on my piano there is a um, there's a memento of of that from my grandmother, a beautiful little bird sculpture she used to sing to me with when I was a, a small child. So I, I inherited that uh, many years ago, and that sits on my piano as a reminder of, you know, her and of just a connection of tradition through the ages. Uh, but there's also um, a little uh, a Smurf musician. I, I, that's right. I said a Smurf musician. <laughs> and uh, that also was my childhood Smurf. And I used to imagine playing music like in a little band with the Smurf. And so the Smurf sits on my piano and it, it, rem- it reminds me, it's an anchor, Meg. It reminds me to always um, be in joy, to be in play in life. Don't take everything so seriously. Even the most serious piece of music, we can still bring a sensibility of play and joy to it. Yeah. Now, is it one of the little plastic figures, the blue oh, yeah. kind of robot? Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, the little blue guy. Yep. Yes. yep. I always made my mom buy me a bunch of Smurfettes because I was like, goodness, I can't just have one here. So, so we had a, we didn't have an, an accurate Smurf village in my house. It was a bunch of Smurfettes and then a couple <laughs> Smurfs. <laughs> All right. Well, last question: What is your absolute favorite ability or lawability feature? Uh, well, our integration with LawPay, of course. Is <laughs> there you the go. Best. No, I, <laughs> um, no, that is fantastic. But I, I will say that I, I, look, the mobile app is 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 the uh, I can't say that word on 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 the air. Okay, the the mobile app is you know is the jam. Okay, I'll say that. <laughs> uh, and it's just it just is so easy to use. And the, the full functionality of the program is in the app. It's not like stripped down, like I can only do two things. No, you can do everything. Um, and that's really opens up, you know, such possibility for people. They can just use the app and they're, they're good to go. Yeah. And just empowering them to be, to be yeah. out and around. Maury, I really appreciate the time. It's been fantastic getting to know you. And I would encourage everyone to check out eBility products, LawAbility, and also um, make sure that you're spending time in just that downtime and, and getting, right. getting your own personal time back to pursue your creative hobbies. Thank you for reminding Wonderful. us all of that. Absolutely. Meg, this is awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode of Beyond the Payment. I'd like to thank my co-producers, Keely Leonard and Jen Curtis, and a round of applause for Ryan Berry, who wrote our original theme song. If you like what you listened to today, please like and subscribe to Beyond the Payment. Thanks again for listening. I'm Meg Swanson, and we'll catch you next time.